Hello, Craig. Craig is a great bot. I got to say one of my favorite bots I've met today, probably. Welcome to the Mad Trivia Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Mad Trivia Podcast. Uh, I am Mad Trivia John, and you know how it goes. We're here to do some trivia. We're here to do some Mad Libs. And this week, I have discovered an up-and-coming star, it seems like, on TikTok and Instagram, and just Trent 77 a.k.a. Trent. And I'm going to let him tell you about himself. Hello, I am I am just turned seventy seven. It always hears odd to to hear the the name out loud because, I mean, it is just my name, but it's it's peculiar that that's the like online identity that I've uh, I've chosen for myself. But yes, hello, I am I'm the TikTok boy, as as I have been called before. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you referred to that so much as the guy who could be a Batman villain. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. I, I, I've been called the the TikTok boy uh, by. There was a very odd encounter where I think I got recognized in public by this like young girl who couldn't be more than ten who I think recognized me for one of my videos, and I didn't want to go up and talk to her because that is the absolute weirdest conversation to go up to somebody's parents when they're you know a child and say hi your kid knows me from the internet and not expect Chris Hansen to just appear in front of you because yeah so you were talking to a little girl on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I just kind of avoided that, and I saw the dad gesture to me, and go, "There's the TikTok boy," and I just, I kind of awkwardly left. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I can do Instagram, evidently, but I also do voice acting. Um, been called a myriad of different things, like uh, I've been called Tall Peter Dinklage, uh, White James Earl Jones, um, Trevor from GTA in real life. So it's. Wow, that last one. It's it, it's an odd scattering of things. I mean, I don't I don't think you remind me of Steve Ogg, but maybe I guess some people do think you that way. I think for some reason I feel like it's the it's the tooth gap because uh, because I do have one. I mean, obviously the whole audience can see my tooth gap right now with this being a fully auditory medium of of, of entertainment. But it, the the people will comment with the comment. Oh, but the the most frequent one. I can't believe I forgot about this. I have gotten in numerous comments about how people think I look like Andrew from BuzzFeed. Huh. It's like Andrew Ilnicki, I believe is his uh, his last name, from, from, from BuzzFeed Worth It. And I've even gotten tagged in some of the videos he's posted on TikTok where people say, like, you're telling me this isn't at Trent, at just Trent 77. And I go, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Well. As I'm sure you've figured out by now, this is a trivia podcast, and I'm going to ask you questions. But before we get to the questions I'm going to ask you in the movie I selected, I'm going to run down the list of movies that you gave me, and you're going to tell me why you like them so much. Cool, cool, cool. So first and foremost, and I think this one will come as no shock to anyone who follows you, but your first movie was Shrek 2. Yeah. What's uh, What about that movie that you like so much? Oh, God, I love Shrek 2. For whatever reason, it's just, it's peak humor. Because uh, I feel like this is gonna date myself a little bit, but uh, I, 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 that was one of the movies I grew up with because it came around around uh, 2004, I believe. So I would have been, I'd have been five. Uh, so I saw that stuff, had it on DVD, watched it all the time, and it, it's it's just peak humor. And I feel feel like it still stands up today as what a good sequel should be, but also what a good movie should be. And uh, my my dad calls me. Uh, my, my nickname my dad has for me is Mongo, which is the same name as that massive gingerbread man from the the epic climactic scene of of the film, which that's another reason why I, I I hold it near and dear to my heart. It's just it's just a fun film all around. One of those ones that everybody can enjoy, in my opinion. I don't disagree with that. I'm actually mm -hmm. a long Star Trek fan myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you also said Treasure Planet. What about that one? Makes it so special for you. So Treasure Planet is one of those uh, odd movies from like the the, the mid two thousands, like like post Renaissance Disney that I I, I kind of grew up with, where my my grandma had this uh, big shelf that was just full of all these VHS tapes that she would let the grandkids essentially lease from her, where you would just you know have to bring it back eventually, so another grandkid could borrow it. 
Uh, so that was one of my favorite ones to to watch. And it's it's just a really fascinating look from, you know, when I was a kid, it was really cool to see like it's these pirates that are flying through space and me as an adult is like now I can appreciate like the animation techniques that went behind it and all these other things. So it's it's my favorite underrated film from from that era of of Disney that I feel like deserves more love personally. I can see that. I remember that movie. I don't I honestly haven't seen it in such a long time, but I do oh, remember yeah. seeing it and I do remember really enjoying it. I thought the visuals were really advanced for what for the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, part of what I mean by the uh, <laughs> my dog's playing with a chew toy at this point, <laughs> Abby, could could you not do that? Okay, thank right, you. I'm not sweet. picking it up anyway, so you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I believe one of the animation techniques they used was called deep canvassing, which they would sort of make a, a render a 3D environment, and they would paint in like the, the animation elements on top of that. Uh, I feel like the best visual example of this you can think of is uh, like, remember the vine surfing scenes from Tarzan where it'd be like a, a camera whipping around as he's you know surfing on the vines. Yes. Uh, and we're like, oh God, how do they do that? Like so well, like like th that, that whole like tracking shot of him going through the vines, but they would essentially make in a 3D environment and then animate the uh, 2D characters on top of it. So it's a mixed medium of 2D and 3D that was expensive to do, hence why they don't really do it anymore. And one of the reasons Treasure Planet was kind of shafted by Disney, because they were like, this looks like a good film, but we don't want to spend as much money anymore, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Disney for you. Spend a whole bunch of money on a live action now, but Nick's back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, number three was Jurassic Park. What's that one up there for? I uh, will... I've lived my whole life and will die a dinosaur kid. And, you know, as most dinosaur kids, that's probably a lot of their first exposure or their most memorable exposure to, to dinosaur media. And I love that it still stands with today. I love the, you know, the, the, the practical effects. I love the, you know, uh, photorealistic CGI that like still holds up to this day, oddly enough. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it's just every dinosaur kid's dream. I, I don't know how better to explain it besides that. Everybody likes seeing the, the dinosaurs run around, even if it is mildly terrifying for some children to see that for the first time. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, comparatively, I saw, was it Jurassic World Dominion not too long ago when it was still in theaters, and it just wasn't the same. It really wasn't. I found out something sad about that movie where, um, I think it was, or it, it wasn't Jurassic World Dominion, it was the one prior to that, just. My mind wants to say Jurassic World Tour, but that's not the name of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think I saw it actually. The second one. Yeah, that one where uh, like the the volcano on the island blows up, and all the dinosaurs are now like in a house, and that other stuff happens. But it was kind of forgettable. But I just remember there is a a shot in that second movie where they're fleeing the island at the moment the the volcano erupts. And there's a brontosaurus standing on its back legs, wailing, uh, almost like it's calling for help as it just gets enveloped by the, the massive smoke cloud. And it was confirmed that that was the original brontosaurus that you first saw in Jurassic Park. Like when when it's that initial scene where they're showing the the dinosaurs for the first time, and it pans out to show the, the brontosaurus being viewed by uh, Sam Neill's character and Laura Dern's character when they're just staring at it in awe. It's that brontosaurus. So they just wanted to hurt us, I guess. Wow, that's awful. It is. The movie wasn't so good, too, but... <laughs> I, I've never heard I, enough good things about those ones to warrant uh, the third one, so I don't understand how it even got made. It, it just felt like... It, it, it's just dinosaurs in the movie. I, I, I have my Jurassic Park, and I hold that near and dear to my heart. That's all I need in life. Fair. I uh, I kind of wish they would have stopped after the original third one myself. But Yeah, but, but how else would they make money? They're obviously <laughs> so poor. Yeah, they no, need, their, their they wallets need are money. moths. They're just moths. <laughs> all right. What about uh, Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, that was a 
Spider-Verse is a fun one because I like superhero movies, you know, big dork like that. And Spider-Verse was a movie that when I first saw the trailers for it, I thought like, oh God, this is going to be like a kid's movie. But then I watched it like, this is, it might be my favorite animated movie of, of all time, depending on the day you ask me. Like Shrek 2, obviously love it. But Spider-Verse pushed a lot of the boundaries of like, you know, the medium of animation, very stylistic to the point where you can tell that a lot of uh animation studios are kind of adopting that spider-verse-esque style like uh, i just saw puss in boots the last wish and that had very spider spider-verse type animation with it really where uh i i i really enjoyed watching that um and there's also like little things you just learn about the movie because so much love and care went into it where it's just so dense with you know storytelling and information like uh one of the fun facts i like about Spider-Verse is uh, Miles, the, the, the main character in it, is animated on twos when all the other Spider-Men are animated on ones, which means that uh, Miles is moving every other frame on, like, I think it's the 60 FPS animation, which you're not really able to tell, but you can tell there's something a little more jerky, a little more awkward about him as he's moving around while yeah. all the other Spider-Men are moving every frame. So they look a lot more fluid, a lot more experienced to fit with their character. And when Miles eventually like overcomes and kind of you know becomes Spider-Man, then he starts being animated on ones again to show that he's overcome his his anxiety and unsureness about about becoming Spider-Man. And that's just such a little detail that they didn't need to do, but they still did. And it adds so much to the story when you think about it. Hmm. I did not know that, but now I know that. And yeah, and you get to use that little bit of <laughs> yeah, you get to use that little bit of trivia um, n- next time uh, you have one of these podcasts and somebody says Into the Spider Verse for one of their favorite movies, you go, oh, oh, I got one. I don't know if they'll know it, but I got one. <laughs> yeah, duly noted. Just in case you didn't get Spider Verse. <laughs> and uh, lastly, you gave me Guardians of the Galaxy. You said one or two, but you know number two better. So we'll just talk about number two. Yeah, yeah. So I like uh, the reason I, I think I said two rather than one is like I feel like with every superhero movie, at least like the beginning of like a franchise, you always have to deal with like here's the origin story, here's the standard beats you got to hit. They you have to still introduce a lot of the characters. That doesn't give you a lot of the the same creative freedoms you might have with uh, making a sequel. So I like Guardians 2 because it already established here who the characters are, here's what they do, here's how they act. Uh, So then we can actually tell more of a story with them. And I really liked how they explored some more aspects of uh, the characters like uh, Peter with his, you know, biological father ego and uh, his uh, adopted father Yondu and the so the dichotomy between them and then like looking at examining familial relationships with that and I, I feel like it's one of the more intelligent in an odd way Marvel movies because a lot of them feel pretty cookie cutter but this one I I would say was more you could tell more thought was put into what to do with the character rather than just okay let's do standard superhero movie of guns and explosions and buzzwords to sell more tickets. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. For sure. Do you think James Gunn's uh, footprint on that had a lot to do with that? I I feel like it, it it did. Uh, He he definitely has a style and you can, you can feel it there. I still think it's hilarious how uh, Gunn did the, uh, the old, I'm not, not really super old. Well, no, they're old because they're like 20 plus years old at this point the the live action Scooby Doo movies. I still think it's hilarious that he did those. So he, he can never avoid the gang of misfits with their CGI companion. Yeah. And what's funny is my first episode of this podcast was actually about the original Scooby Doo movie. Oh yeah, it's it's a movie that I know is not like good, but it's still incredibly enjoyable. Like it's a it's a movie that very much knows, like, yeah, this is a this is a dorky Scooby Doo movie. We're not going to try to be anything more. We're going to be the best of what we can. So I, I that's why I really enjoyed those ones too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't direct them, but he wrote them, and you can tell it's his writing just by the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you see the holiday special? 
I didn't yet. I, I completely blanked on that. I got awful distracted during the holidays and I, I still haven't seen it. I've seen there's a meme kind of going around with it, where at least a meme template where I think Baby Groot uh, it's, it's either from that or from the like I am Groot specials where Baby Groot goes up to Rocket with a little piece of paper uh, and people green screen out what's on the piece of paper and Rocket like, oh, this is this is very good. Good. Good job, Groot. So that's the most I've seen of that. I think that's actually if from that's Guardians 2. Oh, it is? Yeah, because... Yeah, that's just how much I remember from Guardians 2. Dang, I didn't remember <laughs> that bit. Well, Holiday Special, he's like a... He, I guess you could say he's like an older teenager, because obviously in Infinity War and Endgame, he was a teenager or an adolescent, however you want to describe him. Um, like, like early 20s, maybe. like Or, that or however he'd be translated. You know, the pubescence and whatnot. I mean, he's a tree, so yeah, it's really I, hard to figure it out. Yeah, I'm not awful acquainted with tree puberty, so I'm, I'm not so certain myself. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just pretend that that's a, a thing and <laughs> leap from there. When you get to a certain age, uh, w when your rings get to a certain age, you your body starts to go through changes. You produce sap. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you become very fruity, literally. <laughs> Okay, Trent. So you gave me Shrek 2, Treasure Planet, Jurassic Park, Into the Spider-Verse, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Today, your trivia and Mad Lib scene is going to be based on Jurassic Park. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with my trivia, my trivia takes place between in the movie and behind the scenes. You'll get fun facts. You'll get... It's it's uh, there's obscurities and and not obscurities. I'm sure you'll figure it out once we start going along. I ask ten questions with a possible eleven answers because everyone deserves a chance to get a little bonus point in there. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping you do well, but at the same time, my goal really is to stump my my guests because I like when people learn something new coming on here. I'm 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 going to be honest. I am a wealth of useless bar trivia so i'm looking forward to getting stumped but if i don't get stumped i'll possibly not be surprised all right well let's test that theory then excellent so for the first one you got a very easy question question number one what year was jurassic park released uh well before me jeepers um it was in the 90s, so I'm going to say, see, this, this kind of dates myself because I, I know that, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't want to seem like too much of a baby just because, like, I, I know when, like, I said Shrek came out in 2004 because, like, yeah, I remember going to theaters being there. I know, like, Guardians 1 that came out in 2011 because I was there, but this one's like, oh, shoot, this is pre-me, isn't it? <laughs> so I'm going to go with um, 1992. So close, 93. Okay, okay. I got the right decade. I'll, I'll if I got anything outside of the 90s, I would have been very. Then you should have been upset with me, honestly. Oh yeah. I mean, if you had said that about the newer ones, there'd be no argument, but. <laughs> in this particular case. <laughs> just a year off, though. That's actually really impressive for not actually knowing directly. I just had, like, a ballpark estimate. I was like, I know it's between, like, it's not 90 exactly, and I feel like it's not 91. It has to be, like, between 2 to 5. So just go the earliest there. Yeah, nothing wrong with that guess. I mean, it was obviously in production at that point. Yeah, yeah. They All made right. the puppets. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure those didn't take a short amount of time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, question number two. There are several unforgettable names in this film. Samuel L. Jackson, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum, amongst others. A name you may not remember, however, is the actor who played John Hammond. What is his name? Uh, okay, uh, it's... I, I know it's the... It's my brain wants to say, oh, it's the, the he has the same last name as like the narrator guy. It's uh, I think it's his last name is Attenborough. I 
I just can't remember what his first one is. If, uh, if I'll if give it to you on Attenborough because that's a tough enough name to say as it is. Yeah, because I know uh, it's uh, what is it? R- Richard Attenborough is the, yes. the the narrator. That's the guy. That's the same one. Okay. So I, okay. So it's oh, it might, be, it might be David Attenborough is the the narrator who I'm thinking of. You're thinking of from the Food Network or, or something. Maybe it's it, it's. It's, it's, I just know that one is the, like, I think of the two people that last name is like, one is, you know, John Hammond in Jurassic Park. The other is um, the guy who's like, when you think of calming British voice for nature documentaries, oh, it's maybe him. That's what it is. I'm yeah, thinking of yeah. a different person, but either way, you got it right. Hey, I did it. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Oh, I got a fire truck passing by. I'm going to let that pass for a second. It's because I'm already on fire with these uh, these answers already. Hey, you're, you're killing it, and they're coming to pick up the body. <laughs> oh, they're really excited about you. See, I oh. can't even hear the the, the, the fire truck on my end, but I, I'm, I'm imagining it might be slightly deafening for you, considering yeah. it's a fire truck. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in my living room, and it's echoing throughout my walls. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. I'm sure it won't pick up too much, but at the same time, better to be safe than sorry okay (laughs) question number three what was the inspiration for the movie i mean part of me wants to say just dinosaurs because they're cool but um i know there was uh a there was originally a book if that's what you mean by the 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 inspiration for it that's exactly what i meant Okay, because I don't know if it's like, am I supposed to know like the inciting incident of like what made the director want to go like, oh, this is what we want to do. I'm like, I know there's a mildly terrifying dinosaur book out there. <laughs> yeah, no, a novel by the same name is the correct answer. Awesome. I still need to read that one. I've seen it on uh, on the shelves at Barnes and Noble before, and I think I I need to get that one. Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever seen it in the wild. It, it was on a like they have like one of those like podiums like kind of in the middle of uh, the store when it could just be like I don't know when reading season is but I guess I was there a couple months ago like in like November when I guess that would be considered reading season hmm. and they just have like here's like a big tower of the fancy books that we have nice covers for that we want you to read like here's some Lovecraft or some Poe or Evidently, Jurassic Park is on par, par with that. So I'm like, all right, I'm 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 all good with that. Yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I mean, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to read that book specifically, but if I ever do see it, I'll probably get it for at least one of my kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm, make sure they're not like little kids, little kids, because I heard the, the, the book is far more gruesome than the movie. Ooh, missed opportunity. Yeah, I'm glad it's not a pop-up picture book, or else that would be some... Mighty visceral. Oh, the exploding body parts. <laughs> oh, you know it. Uh, all right, question number four. What was the behind-the-scenes purpose of the Mr. DNA scene? The behind-the-scenes purpose of the Mr. DNA scene. Um. So... I know the the in universe reasoning for it is just explain. Here's how we get dinosaurs back. Um, so okay, I'm I'm gonna say that the reasoning for it was because he's a funny little cartoon character. So I'm gonna say since there are probably going to be children who see this movie, it was as a sort of like okay, here's a cartoon character to keep the audience engaged because there's been a lot of dialogue at this point. I wish I could say that was the right answer because that's actually a really good reason to have put him in. However, that is not correct. Ah, shoot. So the real reason was it was Steven Spielberg's way of fitting some of the novel's relevant exposition into the film without extending the film exponentially. Ah, okay. Okay. So it was, so it was literally like, just explaining how the dinosaurs are there, but specifically because he wanted to say, yeah, here's how the book did it. Here's how we'll put it in. Okay. Without okay. without making it like 30 pages longer in the script or what have you. Mm-hmm. 
okay. That, that, that's pretty clever that it's, you know, feeding the information naturally with the character rather than just here's a cue card, read it as the audience, and then you're done. So yeah, that's, that's pretty intelligent. Yeah, I, I thought it was actually pretty creative. And knowing that after the fact, it really actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. Not doing terrible so far. You're actually three out of uh, two, two out of four, two out of four. So you're doing 50 50. It's not bad. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's if I can get at least seven, this is a very C's get degrees uh, goal for me right here. Okay. All right. Well, maybe you'll be able to get this one. And I'll, uh, this one's actually going to have a leeway. So we'll, uh, we'll get through it. Question number five Despite the movie being called Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs actually have a significantly short screen time. Within five minutes, meaning plus or minus five minutes on the correct answer, how long were the dinosaurs on screen? Okay, so like this is how much screen time total? And I get about like five minutes of leeway. Yeah. Were the dinosaurs on screen in total? Um. Would it be unfair to ask if I could know like what the full runtime of the movie was? I can give you that information. Give me one second. Okay. That way I don't go like, yeah, this is gosh, my dog is lapping up water right behind me. She's probably getting picked up on the mic. <laughs> I can hear it, but it's not a big deal. Trust and yeah, believe all right, this is all not right. the most professional podcast. <laughs> you thirsty, Abby? You thirsty? Yeah. Okay, good. You're getting you're getting hydrated. But yeah, I don't want to say like, yeah, it's uh you know, an hour and the runtime of the movie is an hour and 30 minutes. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, that was not correct. Uh, surprisingly long for an early 90s movie, two hours and seven minutes. Okay, okay. So then I'm going to say, think of how many, how long the dinosaurs are on screen in total. Two hours, nine minutes. Or not, not two hours, two hours, seven minutes. Um... I'm going to go with twenty-four minutes. Oh, if you had said twenty, you would have been on the money. Well, not on the money, but you would have you would have just nicked it out there. It's actually only fifteen minutes. Really? Yeah. Uh, apparently, I think that it was is... like four minutes for. I want to say it was like, sorry, it was like six minutes for the T-Rex and like nine minutes for the Velociraptors or something to that effect. Okay. Because I, I know that like, you know, the T-Rex scene is pretty extensive, um, the Velociraptors too. But then I was trying to think like, okay, can we piece together, say, just a little bit more with like, I don't know, the Brontosaurus or Lophosaurus or et cetera, things like that. So that that's surprising how little they're actually in the movie. Yeah, and and I actually did a recent episode on Silence of the Lambs, and I found out that Hannibal Lecter was also a significantly short screen time uh, on that movie as well. So villains don't always necessarily take the screen the entire time, or even a lot of the time. That is interesting. That it kind of reminds me how I brought up the this movie earlier, uh, Puss in Boots and Last Wish, which I this is the last movie I saw in theaters. The the main antagonist of that movie or one of the main antagonists who I think had the, the biggest impact on the story was only there for probably not even 10 minutes tops of the, the whole hour and a half runtime. Hmm. Just goes so, to show you, you don't need the villain there a lot to make them have an impact. Yeah. Just the impact of it's nuts. Yeah. 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 Okay. Question number six, this one's going to be a little bit more difficult, I think, and it's behind the scenes. Okay. Okay. Steven Spielberg was a very busy man in 92 and 93. Despite wrapping 12 days early on Jurassic Park, he was already running on a tight schedule to start working on his next project, Schindler's List. To that end, he had another Titan director help out with post-production. Who was that director? Okay, so who was the, the director that... Uh, who was the director that held with post-production on yes and he was a Schindler's very very jurassic very park. uh for jurassic park sorry and okay. this is a very very big well-known director very well-known director i'm going to say i'm trying to think of well-known directors who i think kind of had like a reputation at that point 
in in the 90s especially being very special effects heavy and savvy my mind immediately goes to james cameron ah oh, i wish i could say that was right because that would have been great unfortunately it makes it was, sense to me i know no, you're, you're not wrong especially being that, that was like the year that terminator came out which is an all-time favorite of mine sorry terminator 2 uh unfortunately yeah. it was actually george lucas oh right because the two of them were buddies and i mean same concept great with great with the production great with this the uh even at that point digital imagery and the, the puppeteers all that stuff he he had yeah. right because hi i, I should have known because lucas is he's he's a very intelligent man when it comes to like the like special practical effects you know actually making the world it's really just his some like the specifics of his stories fall apart a little bit like i i, I enjoy the prequels which you know he had full creative reign over but at the same time the, 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 there's some of the bits in the dialogue i kind of just stare and go like somebody really okayed that huh yeah sand really is coarse and rough and gets everywhere yeah 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 Alrighty, no problems, no problems. You still have room to catch up. Alrighty, alrighty. Question number seven. This one I think might be a little bit more difficult because it's about casting. Okay. Obviously, Jeff Goldblum is widely recognized for his role as Dr. Ian Malcolm. But can you tell me what now legendary comedy actor, but then up-and-comer, who would have a huge year in 1994, auditioned for the role? Audition for the same role that uh, Samuel L. Jackson got? No, that Jeff Goldblum got. Uh, I, I don't know why I said Samuel L. Jackson, so my mind was wandering. Um, okay, so so who who was the, the Silver Place contender for the role of, of Dr. Ian Malcolm? Yes. Legendary oh. comedy actor who was then an up-and-comer who had a huge, a huge year in 94. I'll tell you this. He had three... Major huge hits in '94. Um. Okay. Okay. So I'm trying to think of comedy actors I know. Just period. Um. So I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like who who that was like the golden age of. My mind goes to like. Folks like Will Ferrell or something like that, but I know he did not get his start until like a decade after, really. Really, like very late 90s. Um, it's past the time of like Eddie Murphy. It would be really weird to see him in this role. So I'm thinking that's why I, I, I don't associate with him being here, but I would like to say. Jim Carrey. Nailed it. All right, I got it. I know things. Or I can at least guesstimate things. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, the 94 was his year with The Mask, Ace Ventura, and Dumb and Dumber. And he kind of broke out with those movies. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize all those were in the same year then. That, 94 was a great year for movies. Yes, it was. Very much so. 93, 94, 92. The early '90s was just a great time. It's it, sadly I wasn't there. I got the early 2000s down pat though, so I, <laughs> I'm an I know all about child. the movies that were there. <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> we're, we're all old at heart. I I got bad knees that makes me old. I got a bad back. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> and I'm a mailman. All righty. Good turnaround there. This one's going to be a little bit harder, but this is your two opportunity. You can get two out of uh, two out of this one. So let's hope let's hope you can get it. Alrighty. The film, sorry, question number eight. The film won three Oscars. Sadly, none of them for Best Picture. But can you name two of the three that it did win? See, the the thing that's going to be the hardest here is. Uh, knowing what all the Oscars are, because now I'm just racking my brain like, all right, what's the best ones? <laughs> just the Oscars I can think of, period. So I'm going to go with um, 
is there, is there one that just special effects? Because it, it had to have got it for special effects. Yep, yep, visual effects, yep. Yeah, okay, yeah, visual effects, because there was something effects. Uh, then I'm going to say of the other two, I have two in my head. Uh, I'm going to say it would be either for uh, music and makeup. I'm going to give it to you on music because it's sound or, or mixing. best score, I would guess. No, it wasn't the score. It was best sound mixing. But I'll give sound it to you mix. on that because it's, okay. it's a close okay. enough answer. Okay. Because I, I forget, I forget, I forget. Sound mixing is is even an Oscar because like those are the ones that I'll, I'll be. I feel like most people, honestly, they don't really care for the Oscars. They tune in for the last three or four, so they're like, okay, who got best actor? Who got best actress? Who's best picture? Okay, that's it. Yeah, that's that's the the big three. I think is what people look at. It's like it's like you. I I could not care less about who won, say, best short film in nineteen eighty five or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like I know you guys probably worked good on it. I know I know it was probably amazing, but it that that one's not for me, champ. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it was best sound mixing, best sound effect editing, and best visual effects. But I'm going to give you the two for on that one because the sound sound mixing is pretty close to music. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> This one's an in-film question. All right. There is a line that Dr. Ian Malcolm says in the movie specifically regarding God. It's a series of sentences, really. Can you recall the line that starts with, God creates? So I know the, the way it goes. I'm just trying to run the conversation back in my head. Of okay. No hurry. Yep, yep. Of It goes... I, I think it the, the the way the whole conversation goes is he he's talking to Laura Dern uh, and I think he says it's a toss of mind between man and dinosaurs. Those are so, both in there. I I I know they're both in there because it goes. I, because the, the way I think the dialogue goes is God creates man. Uh, no, mm. God God creates man. Man recreates dinosaurs. God kills man. Something like that. And I just remember the the ending line that Laura Dern says with women inherit the earth. So yeah, that one's a little bit too broad. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So what I'll just I'll. I'll, I'll I'll hit the nail on the head. I don't know this is probably going to be wrong because it feels too obvious, but I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say man and watch it be dinosaurs. But I'll I'll choose man. Yes, it is unfortunately dinosaurs because <laughs> it's God creates dinosaurs, God destroys dinosaurs, God creates man, man destroys God, man creates dinosaurs. Right, right, because it was the whole thing about that. Okay. Yeah. So I was right about the being a God creates man bit, but that was not what, what led the that whole dialogue. You were also right about the Laura Dern part ending it, Women Inherit the Earth. Yeah, because I remember her uh like her being you know the, the obvious foreshadowing of, you know, dinosaur eats man. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if anything's going to go wrong in this movie about dinosaurs that still has an hour and 20 minutes left in the runtime. I wonder what conflict could occur. What comes to mind for me is, well, when you gotta go, you gotta go. And the lawyer is in a little outhouse. And went he certainly did, but not in the capacity I think he was aiming for. Oh, I'm I'm certain he shot himself on the way up. I was like, you know what? Good for him. At least make sure the dinosaur is not having a a good taste while he's while he's going down his gullet, because he yes, because he got it was a swoop down bit and then slurped up almost like spaghetti, just like it was one solid just just down the throat. I hope you like this seasoning, T Rex. 
All right. Little chance for recovery here. This is another behind-the-scenes casting. Okay. Question number 10. Before Sam Neill took the role of Dr. Alan Grant, several people auditioned for the role. Two big names, in particular, passed on the role. One of them wasn't interested in the quote-unquote dinosaur angle, and the other felt it was too close to another film franchise that he starred in. Name either one of these actors. Okay. Film franchise one doesn't, it's not a dinosaur film. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, I think I have a pretty good idea of who the other film franchise one is. Uh, because now, th this is me thinking of, logically, if Spielberg's friends with Lucas, and that, and, uh, that means they probably worked on other projects, and they're probably friends with the actors the others have worked with, and we know one of Lucas's favorite leading men is uh, the enigma of an actor that is a very good actor, but somehow hates being in movies, uh, Harrison Ford. Excellent. Very good. Yes. Harrison Ford. All right. Because other... I was trying to think if there's any, the only thing I think of, of the time that was like similar to Jurassic Park, like, I don't know, this is creatures out of time attacking other people. My mind was going to Terminator. I'm like, no, they, in, in no world would they have casted Schwarzenegger as uh, Sam Neill's character. You strike you here, or here, or perhaps here, at the, at the throat. <laughs> Just I cannot see us if we do not move. <laughs> I caught yourself in mud. The other one was William Hurt, by the way. William Hurt? Okay, I would have not got that one at all. Yeah, the dinosaur angle one was kind of just very vague, but he was a bigger actor, I guess, back then. So, either way, you get the right answer. That came like, to you. It, it was the grumpy man himself. You did get six. So you almost got your number. You know what? I'll 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 take it. I've I've passed classes with a sixty percent before. Hey, it is a passing grade. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so not not bad. You're uh, you're pretty much on par with everybody else that I've ever brought on. Uh, I think the right. most I've ever had correct was six. So, hey, I'm good job. I'm I'm all about those averages. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that was the tough part. Now I'm bringing on the fun part. Um, so I'm sure you know what Mad Libs are and how they work. Yes, yes. Um, and for the listeners, I always choose to go down the word types um, just for the sake of reminding everybody. Um, and if you have any questions, of course, I can try to seek you out some examples during the, during the, uh, the decision-making process, but don't feel rushed in any capacity. Um, and I added a new one uh, today because I was doing somebody else's and I came across uh, one that I had not actually used before. So this doesn't really apply to you, but it is in there for other people going forward. So the word types are noun, which is a person, place, thing, or idea. A proper yeah. noun, which is a specifically defined noun. A verb, which expresses action or being. An adjective, which modifies or describes a noun or proper noun an adverb, which modifies or describes a verb, an adjective, or another adverb, a preposition, which is a word placed before a noun or proper noun to form a phrase modifying another word in the sentence, a conjunction, which joins words, phrases, or clauses, an interjection, which is a word used to express emotion, or a phrasal verb, which is a ver uh, which combines a normal verb with an adverb or a preposition to create an entirely new verbal phrase. Which I'd never heard that one before. I'm I'm getting flashbacks to to, to high school English class where I'm looking at this going like I know for a fact I'm not going to use this for the rest of my life, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my little grammar sheets and make sure that I know how to speak words good. <laughs> New words, good. <laughs> words right. is hard, okay? It's it's just difficult. English wasn't my best class either. Okay. Yeah, I, I've always been more of a math guy myself, too, so. Excellent. So this will be great for all of us. 
Okay, so usually I'm stuck with a lot of nouns, but you got lucky and got a lot of adjectives. So first, yes. So firstly, I need an adjective. Sexy. Okay, good start. Uh, a last name. Schwarzenegger. I love it. It's it's a callback. It is. It certainly is. Everything everything comes back to each other. <laughs> uh, a past tense verb. Past tense verb. Um, Doug. Doug. The, okay. The past tense of dig. Yeah. Dig Doug. Good old, good old Dig Dug. My, my, my favorite game where you blow things up with an air pump. <laughs> Another adjective. Hungry. Okay, a noun. Uh, we'll go with dinosaur. Oh, that, that fits so well. <laughs> oh, watch, watch it be hungry dinosaur. <laughs> Nope, nope. It's much more hilariously ironic than that. Uh, another noun. Another noun. Um, why does my mind go blank as soon as I, I actually have to think of stuff? We'll say chicken. Because, you know, that's what dinosaurs evolved into, after all. <laughs> A noun. Uh, I will say cat, because I can see my parents' cat just laying without a care in the world out in front of me. All right. Uh, an adjective. Sleepy. Also <laughs> possibly related to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> A plural noun. Dancers. Dancers? Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of words at this point. Yep. Yeah. That, that's totally fine. That's the point of the game. <laughs> m multiple dancers. <laughs> uh, an adjective. Grumpy. Grumpy. I must have, I, I feel like I lied about the whole adjective thing because I'm coming across so many more nouns than I thought. Oh, there's more. Okay, that's why. All right. Uh, two nouns in a row. Doesn't have to be the same one. Okay. Okay. So two, two nouns in a row. Um, am, I, am I allowed to repeat any of them? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I don't know why I find this funny, but I think a, a second chicken. Okay. And, the, the and for the other one, we'll do uh, ostrich, because that's like a chicken, but big. <laughs> big chicken. A biggin, if you will. Yes. Uh, an adjective. Adjective? Um, I'll go with fast. Fast. Okay, another noun. I'm trying to piece together in my head what I think like any of this might be, but I know like I'm literally just getting like individual parts to a story that I'm just making up myself, so I know there's nothing I can go off of. <laughs> oh no, please go as crazy as you want. I love when people absolutely ruin the scenes they're doing. It's the best part. Okay, I will go with for another noun. We will go with dentist. Uh, a number. We'll go with uh, you know for for my, uh, my 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 username being at justrant seventy seven. We'll go with seventy seven because it's right there. All right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Uh, another adjective. Short. Another uh, adjective. Tall. <laughs> okay. Guess what? Another adjective. <laughs> Medium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, a noun. Mortician. Oh, that's that's hilariously ironic. Uh, a type of plant, like a just a, any kind of plant. Uh, I will do an eggplant. Okay. <laughs> or an aubergine, if you want to be fancy about it. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I can spell that, so I'm going to stick with eggplant. Yeah, I can't even. I. If you can read my subtitles, then you can spell it. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to try to spell that either. 
An adjective. Old. Okay. Uh, a plural. Fish. Hmm. Or fishes, if you will. I think fish works. Just the way it is. Don't break it if it ain't broken. Or don't fix it if it ain't broken. Uh, a verb. Punch. Or punched. Punch works. Get, got a little action. Add a little violence to the scene. <laughs> um, another number. Uh, we'll go with uh, one of my... Uh, Trying to think what what my favorite numbers might be. We'll go with uh, we'll go twenty four because that is that's how old I am. I'll I'll officially date myself on this video or this this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, an adjective. Uh, I I'll say we'll do Harry. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> uh, we're coming up close to the end here. Uh, a plural noun. Pull out. We will say um, we'll, we'll 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 use another word uh, that can be the same, singular or plural. Uh, moose. <laughs> I kind of had an expectation of that one. As soon as you said you were going to use another one that could be the same both ways, I, I was literally about to say uh, uh, meese for a second. That I was like, wait, no, that. Specifically, not how you spell. That's how you do geese plural. <laughs> uh, all right, last two. An adjective. I don't think I've done angry yet. I'll do angry. I didn't grumpy, but we'll do angry. And lastly, a noun. Uh, I said angry, so on my mind, I'm thinking about about a goose, an angry goose. Uh, I'm going to pluralize that because it fits better. All right, angry gooses. All right. So you gave me a whole bunch of words here, and now I'm going to tell you the scene that you just mad-libbed is the six Triceratops scene. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so so are you going to send me with the full scene I, I mad-libbed is uh, after you, you you explain it? Oh, I'm going to read it out. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to read it out, because I, I <laughs> the best part is reading it. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Don't be sexy. Come on, it's okay. Schwarzenegger dug her for me. She's hungry. Oh my god. Hi, dinosaur. Hey, dinosaur chicken. Hey. <laughs> dinosaur chicken. <laughs> my favorite type of nuggets. <laughs> they are pretty good. Um, she was always my favorite when I was a cat. And now I see she's the most sleepy thing I ever saw. It's okay. Dancers. That's grumpy. Thanks. What are her symptoms? Chicken, ostrich, fast dentist. It seems to happen every 77 weeks or so. 77 weeks? These are short. Take a look. It's okay. They are? I'll be tall. That's medium. From local mortician life. <laughs> that one I knew that was going to be great <laughs> is, is this West Indian eggplant yes we know they're old but the fish don't punch them <laughs> are you sure <laughs> are you sure pretty sure there's only 24 ways to be hairy I'll have to see the dinosaurs moose dino moose moose and then there's a whole scene with the, the scientists and I skipped over that to End it with that is one angry pile of geese. <laughs> Feels like I'm back at my old apartment. Huh. Or Canadian group because they they love the geese up there. They, they really do. I I don't understand the hype about geese personally. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's one uh, Instagram person slash TikTok person, Copkey six one three. He's a he's a Canadian guy and he calls the geese weaponized chickens. Or cobra, you know, cobra that's, chickens. Yeah, the, the cobra chickens is what I've heard where that's uh, what... I, I've heard that be used as a, one of those phrases tossed around the internet where it's folks who don't have English as a first language, so they know like the base animals like dog, cat, cow. But when you get to the, the weird ones like 
porcupine. <laughs> they get called like rat with swords. Fantastic. So it's, it's it's funny how somebody who has like a limited understanding of our language will also call those uh, those animals like that because it's it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, I I would hazard that'd be a very great conversation to have one on one with a person who doesn't primarily speak English as a first language. Just talk about all your favorite animals, but only bring up the very obscure ones. Oh. What do you guys call a hedgehog? <laughs> you ever seen a platypus before? Please, what, are, what do you guys call jackrabbits? Or try to convince them that a jackalope is real. <laughs> a liger. What's a liger? Tell me what a liger is. I, I, I have had uh, a, a science teacher that once had to fully stop his lesson plan and have a serious conversation with his biology class and say, okay, show of hands, who actually believes a jackalope exists? And an embarrassing amount of hands went up according to what he said. That's amazing. <laughs> it, I mean, I guess it could technically exist, but like that's a horrible mutation. Yeah, I would have to say so. You want ugly <laughs> son of a bitch, as Arnold says. <laughs> well, that was fun. I always love doing Mad Libs. <laughs> I, that's fun. I, I haven't done uh, one of those in years. I know. It felt uh, AI generated because that's that's what the new thing is now. It, it wasn't. <laughs> it was all you. It was all you. Uh, yeah, there there was nothing artificial nor intelligent about the suggestions I was giving. Some intelligent ones. I mean, dinosaur fit really well. Yeah, but small, medium, and large, like all like right packed up against each other. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Still made for a great Mad Lib either way. <laughs> well, now is the time where you get to tell people where they can find you. Mm, okay. This is this is my shill time, is what you're saying? Yes, and I'll be sure to put your link tree in the uh, show notes for this episode. I uh, I, I, I appreciate it. Um, so, uh, you can find me, uh, like you said at the beginning of this, uh, my, my tag is uh, at, at JustTrent77. Uh, you can find me on uh, primarily TikTok. That's where most of my I, I produce most of my content. Uh, Instagram. Uh, I also am at JustTrin77, uh, and I believe also I have a YouTube channel uh, that I think if I don't have a, the link for it still up, it'll be in my, my link tree. That is also JustTrin77, where I'll, I'll, I'm going to try this year to be posting more long-term content on that, and will hopefully. Uh, be able to produce some some voice projects of of my own on there for uh, any of the fine folks who would who would like to listen to me do silly voices for more than just uh, the length of a TikTok. So, yeah, the, the, those are the places you can find me: my TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Once I get the link back up, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you happen to get your Fiverr set up as well? I, I did get a Fiverr set up. You you can also find me in my link tree that'll be posting my accounts on both Fiverr and. Uh, on uh, backstage.com, Fiverr, uh, you spend a couple bucks, hire me to you know say your silly voice lines. I I, I do them with the same voice I, I got, or maybe a silly voice you want. You know, it's you exchange money for goods and services. I'll do funny voices for you. That's how it works. So <laughs> pay me, yeah. and I'll do voices for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the Fiverr is actually how I got my intro theme to this very podcast. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I've. Fiverr, I'm I'm really hoping things uh, start going good. I got a, not to brag, but I got my first email about a about an offer for a job on Fiverr, and I thought, oh, that was great. And then I opened it up, and I saw uh, it's an email from a, an account I don't recognize. It looks AI generated. That sent me a PDF that said, "Hi, I'm a remote worker in Asia. Can I remote into your computer so then I can have?" U.S. wages for my job, and I think that might be the laziest scam I've ever seen. I've never even heard of that kind of a scam. That's because I don't try to make money on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I, I weirdly had two of them in the in the last week. Where one did that, and another said, "Hey, uh, can I send you five hundred dollars for one of your pictures on Instagram?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, sure." And they said, "And uh, and I said, do you want to do like PayPal or Venmo?" Because I both of those set up. And they said, "No, my client does uh, online banking." Just endorse one of your checks and send me a picture of the front and back of it. And at that point, I just deleted the conversation. That's that's it, definitely lazy scamming. It's like I I might have been born, you know, 
at night, but it wasn't last night. You, you're not going to get me to just send you a picture of a blank check. Yeah, that's brilliant. All right. Well, y'all know where to find Trent now. Please go check out his stuff. He is absolutely hilarious. He has two very, very funny videos off the top of my head. We already discussed them. One is where he transitions from uh, cop to crime scene investigator to I can't even tell you. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. Everyone I've ever shown it has laughed their asses off watching it. And uh, then a lot of people shared the video of him sounding like a Batman villain, all to tell a joke about your mother. That one was the intention was not a Batman villain. Like you know what, I'll I'll fully take the the credit of sounding like a bad guy from a comic book. I'll 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 take that 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 clout it gets me. Oh for sure, who wouldn't? Oh uh, yeah, only crazy. only a person who's crazy exactly. Well. Before we take off, I'm going to run my socials really quick. I only use Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, so you can find me on Instagram at the underscore mad underscore trivia underscore podcast, on Twitter at the mad trivia pod, and on TikTok at the mad trivia podcast. Once again, thank you, Trent, for coming on. This was a very good time. Yeah, it was it was fun to be on, fun to have my first podcast experience. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that this leads you into wanting to do more and maybe even making one of your own. I, I, I'm i not sure if I got the time for doing a podcast, but I'm very much the person of I'll, I'll do pretty much anything I'm invited to. So if somebody else asks me to do their podcast, I'll probably say yes. I like new opportunities and meeting all kinds of fun and fine folks. Hell yeah. And getting your voice out there. Yeah. Well, as I said, thank you, Trent. And... You nerds, take care, and I'll catch you next time.